A milkshake duck is when something gets really popular for positive reasons, and then you quickly realize that the person that's about is really awful. Did you see um, after Hurricane Irma, the picture of those hot cops went viral? Mm-hmm. It was like these really cute cops in, in Florida that were like helping clean up after the storm, and like all these thirsty moms on Facebook were like, Florida's not the only thing that's wet now. <laughs> like everybody was, all the comments were that's atrocious. So gross. All the people were like, I need to get saved. And they were like, <laughs> just like, everybody was going crazy, right? Uh-uh. And then the next day, they found all of these like, racist Facebook posts by like one of the hot guys. And it was like, Milkshake Duck. Like, we all loved him. And then the right. next day, we all decided that he was off, where we found out right. that he was off. You and that's you and, and you missed something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, Cardi B is another Milkshake Duck. Love Cardi B, and then like she just keeps fucking up. Oh really? She just keeps what saying, is she up to? She keeps saying terrible shit about like Asians, really? and then like yeah, and like trans people, and like she doesn't take criticism well at all. She's one of those people who like someone will be on Twitter and they'll be like, "I love Cardi B, but like it really sucks that sometimes she like uses the like trans slur or whatever." And Cardi, she won't even at her, and the Cardi will be like, "Will you fuck?" You bitch! Now he's like she like. I love the fr- I love the freedom of who she is. Like she's just right, authentically herself, unabashedly herself, unabashedly. <clears throat> but but you herself need to be is awful. Yeah. Way, you know what I mean? Like great that you're really yourself, but <laughs> right. could you be a better self? You know what I'm saying? Just like at times, mm-hmm. you know, have more self awareness. But that's why people watch her because you're like she's just gonna say some crazy shit. Yeah, you know she's not being filtered or like super media trained. But she's still like. Coming up, right? Yeah, but she just well, won. She just like blew she up? just won um, best new artist at the BET Hip Hop Awards, and she just um, she's, so she's like the number first, first solo rap female at number one since Warren Hill. So yeah. yeah so yeah. I guess what I'm wondering is like, why did that not go well for Azalea Banks? Well, well Azalea got so far gone that like you couldn't pull her back. But Cardi's see, like not getting there yet. Okay. Azalea, she could. Azalea's okay. problem is that she, Azalea I think is so much better than Cardi B. In terms talent. of like talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. much better. She's really but, talented. And I understand like being an artist, like it, you have to, you have to believe in yourself yeah. more than anybody else does. But like these people are so grossly insecure oh, that yeah. like you're talking about her on Twitter. You know what I she mean? She will go Anything searching. She, yeah. And the thing is with Azalea, she was going to do a song with Lady Gaga, which would have been. Re- that would Blown her up. It would have blown her up. That's like, uh, what, what's the name? And uh, Justin Bieber with Despacito, right? No, Am I right? Am wait, I on point with that? No, what are you talking about? It would have been similar, you mean? Yeah, didn't work they? Oh, put like, on the map oh, you mean, the oh, well, Justin Bieber song, Despacito? They were already like really big Latin artists. I oh, didn't, were they? I, I really didn't. Oh, I see what you're saying in reverse. I was thinking, yeah. About, yeah. I was like, Bieber was big before that. <laughs> no, no, Bieber <laughs> made them. Yeah. Yes. Or, or maybe they were big before Put them they on big, our radar. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like a good crossover for them in that respect. Like, they do a lot of like Spanish music already, but this was a big hit. That's Daddy Yankee, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, actually I, found some really good songs by them. Yeah. In my playlist. I can't yeah. wait for you to send them. Oh yes. Them to I me. Okay. I'm, I will. Okay. Enough of you <laughs> rubbing in my face how you have a relationship. We do. About music. We have such a tight bond I that mean, we are on this side of the table and you're on that side of the table. Wait a minute. Mm. Wait a minute. So there's a line between if, the estrogen <laughs> and the testosterone. <laughs> 
Although there's a little estrogen over here. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie about it. A little sugar in that tea. Just a little sweet in the pot. A little sweet in the pot. Well, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Three four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from my desk acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer. She's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, there is another body in the stew today. Oh, oh, he's here. I am so excited. My very best friend in the entire world, Delon Grant, is in the stewed for last name basis. What? Give it up. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. That was my whoop. Um, stop, stop. That was not that great. <laughs> so some of you might remember Delon because he and I had a little little web series for a hot second called He Said, She Said. Miss that dame. Oh, I miss that show. Nobody has time for that anymore. Ugh, I know. And you know what? We were kind of on the cutting edge because now everybody has it's a thing. these recap shows. But, you know, fuck what you heard. Uh, we were one of the first. You were the originals. <laughs> right? OG. Um, yeah, so we had this web series that was super fun. Um, and Delon and I went to college together at University of Michigan. And Delon has most recently made his Broadway debut. Broadway. Oh. Serious. I don't know if you've have you ever heard of Broadway, huh? <laughs> uh, maybe you have. Uh, he's in a Tony-winning show, Come From Away. We're so proud of you. Thank you. Uh, do you want to talk to us in our audience a little bit about the show? Yeah. Um, so we call it the 912 musical mm, at Come From Away. Okay. So 911 hap- happens in the U.S. and, you know, kind of U.S. airways are dealing with the survivors. Um, What happened? How do we get past this? What do we do? And all U.S. airspace is shut down. Right. So, you know, at any given time, there are all of these airplanes flying across the Atlantic and um, all across the U.S. So where do these planes go? There are all these planes coming from Europe and other parts of the world coming back to the U.S. So they have to ground all these planes because we've shut down the U.S. airspace. Uh, So this town called Gander in Newfoundland, Canada, has a population, I think there were 6,000 people at the time. I could be wrong, maybe 7,000. Wow. Um, I'm getting the numbers mixed up. But <laughs> they double that population with all the planes that have to land. 38 planes landed there wow. on 9-11. Wow. And so there are literally 6,000, 7,000 people in this town. And what do you do with them? How do you feed, clothe, and mm-hmm. shelter these people? And I mean, Canadians are, are awesome. <laughs> They're amazing people if you've like been to Canada. But more like, and more, we are appreciating them as our well. world is ending. <laughs> like, you guys are amazing. Like, you guys are doing better than we are now. So I don't... political, but yeah, bit. safe to say. But uh, Newfoundlanders are just like the sweetest people. Like, they take all of these people in for five days and clothe them and house, house them and get them wow. medication and wow. anything that they need. There, You know, uh, the ASPCA in Gander, there's one woman who literally went down to the tarmac to get all the animals off the planes because oh, she wow. was like, there are right. animals. Yeah. That was her first thought, Jeez. you know? Right. And there were 19 animals on these planes and this woman, Bonnie, went down there and made sure that they were taken care of, you know? So the musical is about 
the five days that this took place after 9-11. Exactly. So we call it the 9-12 musical because it's what happens on 9-12 that we didn't know about. Like, I didn't know anything about this until the show started, came to Broadway. And I was able to do some research and stuff. But it seems like that's why the show's doing so well is because it is, especially, again, not to be too political, but in today's climate, a show that's about people coming together from different backgrounds and, you know, supporting each other in times of strife and creating a family and a community and that's why people are really connecting with it. Yeah, and that's what the show really explores. Like, you know, they're foreigners coming to this place that they don't know where they are, they don't know what's happening, where they're going, you know what I mean? How do you get home? I don't know when I'm getting home. And there are all these people being abnormally nice to me, especially as New Yorkers living in New York. You think, (laughs) what? What? the character I play? (laughs) Literally, Fran, literally my character asks over and over, where am I going to put my wallet? Because why are these people being so nice to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And it explores like all these stereotypes that we have about one another and then you know the joke is not to tell everything but they're these gay characters that are really nervous because they don't really want to come out and what is the climate here and over and over again these people are just so kind to them that the we all just laugh the audience erupts in laughter because you're like oh even these gay people have these stereotypes about other people how they're going to judge them you've been so judged that you don't know what it's like to not be judged you're always on guard you're always on guard and so the guardedness almost becomes comical in the setting of this extreme kindness over and over and over again that I would say that's kind of the joke and that's what I think uh, chips away at the audience is that you start to see ways that you see other people and they break down and break down and break down and it's so human and at the end you're like wow I sat through 90 minutes, 100 minutes of this human experience, and it taught me something. It showed me what we're capable of despite something so evil happening in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's wow. amazing. I love this show. Aww. Like I, I swear to God, like it is, it is such a gift. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Whoever's looking down on me, I mean, he's worked hard to get here. Yes, he's he has. Done some work. Oh, side note, bit. Delon talks in the third person. Oh so. shoot, it's a thing. <laughs> so they, what he's referring so to, not his, Patrick. His himself. He has worked <laughs> hard, meaning Delon. <laughs> yes, Delon has worked very hard to get here. Um, but like, I just feel like it's such a gift to make my Broadway debut in such an awesome show uh, with such from the producers on down. It's just a beautiful group of people to work with. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I hung out with you guys yesterday. Day and yeah. people were like, are you going to come out drinking? We're going to go bowling. And then I was like, oh no, I'm hanging out with my friends tonight to like celebrate. Um, and they were like, okay, so we need you to start coming out with us on Thursday. Someone earlier was like, I just want you to come bowling. Like, you guys, like, just come bowling. And I was like, oh, I that's really wow. sweet. love that is I'm it, this one. Is it the nature of the show? Does that get, I mean, if, if you were if you were in a show that was all hostility <laughs> and consequence, <laughs> right, do you think right. it would breed a different relationship with you and your castmates? I do. I think it's also the way the show's constructed. Like, it's, it's an ensemble piece. Once the show starts, you're on a train. And if you're not on the train, you're going to get left at the station. <laughs> right. But what's awesome is that we all have to be there for one another because it's literally just two tables. 14 chairs. You guys are really like actors, building the world. Building the world yeah. around you. So I watched when you were on the wow. Today Show, and that was really cool because it was almost like everyone was building the set pieces with their bodies. Like, yeah. when you guys were like in the bar, kind of like doing this big song and dance. You're like, oh, wait, there's no set there, but they're making like a tableau out of their bodies yeah. and stuff, which was really cool. And I think that, that's what breeds the community, right. right? And we're also storytelling in a different way. Right. So there's one actor up there telling a specific part of the tale that their character went through, and you're 
listening and mm-hmm. engaging and supporting, and you might have to respond really quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all sing together a lot, so um, there's like not a lead in an ensemble, right. like a chorus. We're all kind of in it together, so I think that breeds that as well. And I think you know. Again, I can't talk enough about these Newfoundlanders. They're so, <laughs> I'm so serious. There's one woman, there's like always a line out after the show, right? So you're signing autographs and taking oh, pictures oh, and stuff. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He signs autographs. <laughs> wait a minute. Slow down. Because don't let me no, come for okay, you, Okay, no, ma'am. but here's the thing, though. I have to rub it in because Delon tries to come for me any single time we're together and I get recognized. Delon's like, oh, look at you. Oh, your little fans. You're so bouge. And then Delon gets in the show and people are baking him cake and sending him flowers the first night. Like, he hadn't even been on the stage yet. And people were like, we're so proud of you, and we love you. And so, you know, yes, I want to just remind you You where you came from, and now you get some autographs. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm here for it. No, this woman from Newfoundland, four times throughout the, the, like, autograph line, came up to me and was like, I have a, uh, a bed and breakfast in St. John, Newfoundland. I want you to come. This is the name. And I was like, great, you know. And then by the fourth time, I was like, I'm definitely going to come. But she's like, I want you to tell all of the cast. And she was so serious and adamant and, like, in tears, you know. She was like, I bought you a plane ticket. <laughs> and they would. I have she's a room like, that I... I will not rent out to anybody. It's yours. I used my miles. And I'm going to leave it in exactly the condition you left it once you've left the B&B. You and your beard. If you could just leave some of your shit from your beard there. These are all the original body hairs in these sheets. And, and they would be there because I'm a hairy beast. Um, so I kind of hinted at the fact that Delon and Pat have become buddies. And I love that you're so upset about this. I'm, I'm not upset. It's cute that you're protective of your friend. Of course I am, but I wouldn't be so protective if you didn't rub in my face all the time. Like, sometimes, like, Patrick will be texting. You need it. He's, he's texting, and he's like, <laughs> like, just laughing. <laughs> and, you know, like, laughing in that, laughing in that way that he wants me to be like. I laugh so that she can be like, what are you laughing <laughs> at? Oh, oh, nothing. Nothing. Just, me and, just me and Delon. Just yeah, something Delon said. Exactly. No and, so, and so I try not to say anything. I'll just be like, minding my own business. And he, like, the laugh gets louder. And I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? <laughs> Tell me what it is. And he's like, oh, me and D. And I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love I love that we have a relationship. I mean, we have to, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But it's good. It's good because as a single oh, yeah, person, is, oh, right. okay. in yeah. our in our relationship, mm-hmm. as just one half of the relationship, yeah. I really don't, you know, it's 50-50, so I don't have the extra weight to sway the conversation. But with DeLon, yeah, you need, you there's need some backup. two of us. Is that what you're saying? It's not backup. Y'all gang it's, up on me all the time. We don't have to, though. You do. Have to. You need to, you just need to be reminded sometimes of some things. As we do That's it. All. As we're like sitting here being like, we don't gang up on you. No, we don't. I don't know what you're talking about. You just need to be reminded of some things. No, it's, I mean, I think it's also, like you were just razzing me about, you know, my autographs. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we do. We we have to like be like, mm, no, Francesca, sit down for a second. No, I love it. <laughs> See? Last night Look we were me. talking about how bougie we are all becoming, and I like it because Delon loves to tell me how bougie I well, am. You are getting, you are She's, like. You will, you're the first <laughs> to admit. At, you are the first to admit. But you own it. I'm it's okay. good. Listen, it's good. I have earned a little bouge. You all have. I'm saying Absolutely. is you that both when both of you start acting bougie, I like to remind you. <laughs> like Delon going off about how he loves his little sleeping face. 
face mask last <laughs> night. I don't, I, like, I don't even know where to begin. Why because, did you start using a face mask? Well, I told you, like, I've been subletting for a long time, and mm -hmm. I haven't bought, like, blinds and stuff. So it's just, like, uh, literally. It's too bright. You know, it'll be 6 a.m., and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I don't sleep very well. Um, so someone mentioned the sleep mask to me, and it, it took me about two weeks to get into it. Mm -hmm. And when I put that bad boy on now, <laughs> even, wait, even today I woke up like six in the morning to meditate and like lay back down. I was like, uh-uh, where's my mask sleep mask? <laughs> and it has Does like, it stay on? It does. It has like um, like a little Velcro thing in the back and elastic, mm -hmm. and like you get it just right above. You know that like nook in the back of your head that's like mm, a little nugget. No, I don't have one of those. <laughs> I do. You I do. do. do you really? Mine's like a handle. You, you could like grab on and like steer my head. <laughs> I mean, then you can never shave your head then. I can't. Because you know though, sometimes you see those people looks like a pack of hot dogs. No, I don't have a hot dog pack. <laughs> okay, you don't have. I don't know. Mine is like a it's like a desk, jutting like a desk drawer. Cliff. Yeah, it's more like a, it's more like a table. Isn't it just a man thing? I think it you is. You have one. No, I really don't. Really? No. Well, you put it above. You put your sleep mask above that. A little ledge. And like it is just like perfect. <laughs> and also, like it comes so far down on your face and so far above that, like I literally test myself. I open my eyes and be like, mmm, mmm, mmm. no, can't see. Oh my god. <laughs> can't see anything. I don't know. I don't have trouble sleeping, but I feel like. We were talking to our friend Adam, and he was saying they have face masks that have like a little jelly inside I'm all of about them. It. And I feel like that might but be something. But friend, you've been using the those cucumber snail masks, snail masks, cucumber dipped masks that make it's you look like it's not cucumber dipped. It's a snail mask. You look like meaning Doctor it's Doom. made out of like That's snail jizz. I guess. <laughs> is it made of snail? I it is. I thought it was I thought that was just sort of a No, it's made of snail. Oh. It is very strange looking. It's like a white paper with like little holes in it and stuff and it's like slimy and cold and it's great. I mean, treat yourself. Yes, like, treat exactly. Yourself. I'm and trying treat to yourself take, well. Exactly. I'm trying to protect the melanin. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like longevity, this is the goods. This is what pays the bills. I mean, that skin is on. That so, skin, she's always had some good skin. That's a snail. That's not going that's anywhere. The snail. That's a snail right there. <laughs> that's snail booty. That's snail booty. Oh my God, that is so funny. And then Patrick's bouge. I'm not bougie though. Wait a minute. Mm. Now I get foot I get foot massages. Sometimes. Oh yeah, so Patrick's but, that's, foot but that took a long time to warm up to. It did not. It did. I used to sit there going like, oh god, they're touching me. Mm. No, now they're doing this weird thing. That's what how, is that? That's not what it looks like from the outside looking in. <laughs> not anymore. Now now they put the <laughs> towel over my face. Oh yeah. And I just like have this big smile oh, on wait, my face. Oh wait, Delon can't do feet. I, as you're yeah. sitting here talking about it, I'm like, why? What is my it? Feet are, God, should I tell this to the public? Should I yeah. tell this to the world? No one my can see them. My feet are so gross. Why? Feet are gross. Feet are nasty. Feet Come on, feet are nasty. nasty. But oh, like, my feet are so gross that like, French I, I French feet aren't great either. Wait a second, what? <laughs> what, you don't have great feet? That is I'm just not saying, true. Not... I wear sandals a lot and I always get creepy messages on Instagram from guys that want to see my feet all the time. <laughs> Yeah, because they're creepy guys. I don't well, care what your feet I mean, they like. do care. Feet are they nasty. do care. They're into Because you've them. never shown them. No, sometimes I wear a, wear a what slim if you sandal. Said, what, if you said back, <laughs> what if you said back a picture of your feet and they're like, uh, you know what, I'm good. Yeah, they're like, oh, God, I'm good. That's, That's no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I do have pretty feet. All my toes are like long and slender. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't. Not, it's okay. Not you can't ugly. win them all. They're not friend. my feet. That is so 
foul. No, no, no. You can't. You know what? You have. You you look great. I'd say <laughs> everything from like the knees up is fantastic. Ooh, it's, Are you it's serious? Like a, yes. Are you coming for my cast? I will say this. I will come for also this. So I remember. In college, because we, we go way back. Okay. When it was like warm outside, I'd be like, Fran, you're put some lotion on those feet. Okay, listen, I will admit, Cause, cause... I'm like part lizard. I have mm. dry, my skin gets very dry. Girl. Where's the snail? Where's the snail? I need a snail she... foot mask. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have a funny foot story about Delon, though. Oh, God, wait. Yeah, okay. Okay, Wait, you know, college story? Yeah, college oh, story. Okay, God. so we oh, were God. at here we, goes. Here goes. <laughs> we were at a party and we got very drunk, and we passed out in like the living room. And at some point in the night, Delon threw up over uh. the side of the couch into his shoes. <laughs> and then this is freshman year. We though. had to walk. This story's going very we well. We had for you, to walk home in the snow all the way across campus oh. to where our dorms were, and Delon had <laughs> grow up in, in my his shoes. shoes. And his shows were like, <laughs> and I like put did you bags try around to, them. Did you try to clean them out? What did you? Did you I take mean, any effort? I mean, he to. tempted to, but, but like it was also puking. the dead of winter, so like yeah. I couldn't. I had no recourse. That like, is, I had to. That is exactly what my entire college experience was like. <laughs> the original snail. That mask. was like actually the FSU campus was just vomit <laughs> from frat boys. Just waiting to so vomit. it doesn't matter if you vomited in your shoes. You were just walking in that same squishy. Oh. Disgusting. It was a land Those of Those are things awfulness. I do not miss about college. Oh, God. Tell Back me about to Pat it. being bougie, though. Mm-hmm. I'm Pat's really not bougie. Pat, when, you, when it comes I to, like, the culinary, it. you're a bouge. Yes. You're a bougie yeah. cooker. He's like, oh, I want to use, like, sm- special mushrooms. I want to use a truffle oil. And I want to use, like, <laughs> I um, did bring back a some purple, truffles from a purple like, cauliflower. <laughs> like, come on. Well, explain the difference between <laughs> snobby and bougie for me. Bougie is about, is about high... Um, standards in terms of luxury. Mm. Snobby like is calling, about d- like being calling, discerning. Like calling 10 references for a housekeeper? <laughs> I found her on Craigslist. I know, but you it called... It negates the bougie I know, but you were like, I'm so excited about this housekeeper. And she I was had like, good references, bougie. what can I say? But housekeeper, ready? Right, right, bougie. exactly. Look, so listen, housekeeper listen. is bougie, and then calling the Again, references no. and being like, oh, hi, it's Patrick. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> You don't get to hear me do my professional thing very often. I know, often. it's so very weird. You, is it like a totally different voice? Apparently. Yeah. Can we role play? Mm. Okay, don't role play <laughs> my husband. I know y'all are close. <laughs> He's not that kind it. of podcast. Um, and then, okay, wait. Oh. I, and I'll call myself out. When we were working on the pilot, I had mentioned to someone that I really liked gummy bears. And then in between scenes, there was a guy with a little cup of gummy bears between every scene. And he would just be like, you want a, you want a gummy bear? Just because you were the star and wanted just gummy Just because bears. I was the star. And somebody found out that you like gummy bears. And at first it was really weird. And by the end I was like, where the fuck are my gummy bears? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't remember my lines if I don't have my gummies. <laughs> When we were on set, there was a lot of that. It was so weird. Everyone was catering. And then they started catering to me when I came to visit you. And that was phenomenal. I know. Because literally the director got up out of his special director's chair in front of the special director's monitor and was like, no, no, you're sitting here. You got to sit here. I was like, I don't even want to sit. He's like, you're sitting. I took took the director's chair, was looking at the monitor, 
headsets. Like, I don't even know People what were I'm getting doing. gummy bears. I was like, I don't eat these. But I can't wait to come and visit. Oh yes. I know. Well, wow. knock on wood, we get picked up, and then you can come visit. Girl, I have, you, I've claimed this like. already. Okay. It's done. Well, thank it's you. Done. Um, I'm excited. We had a great week. I'm still recovering. Ah, but... And you finished. You did it. Yeah. You made Dude. you made a pilot. You I did. did. That. I did. Bucket list, though. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's weird to look at. Uh, I have like a notebook that I've been like journaling in, but I also I just have like a lot of lists from things I wanted to do and like New Year's resolutions in there. And like um, looking at the list, I was like, wow, I've done a number of things on this list. Oh. So it's, wait. Oh, I was just thinking about my list. <laughs> I was like, I was, uh, and being like, still didn't lose that weight. <laughs> still haven't filmed a pilot. But you went to Spain, Pat. I did. I traveled and I and I, I quit a job. That was good. You did. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh, I can check this one off real quick. Re- I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but like huge weight though, right? No, it was great. And I did, yeah. I mean, I started a law firm, so there's oh, yeah. that. So there's, come on. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. yeah you've done a lot. That's but I still haven't lost the weight. Well, I still haven't gone to the gym. Why don't we say that the, like, dropping the job was dropping weight? Yes. I like Mental that. Mental weight. That's yeah. great. I like that. I really Flex your brain. That's that bougie stuff right there. Where I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just unload the stress. Yeah. I don't have to be healthy. Just quit my job. And you know what? my eating habits. Before you know it, you'll routine. probably lose 20 pounds. Not to mention dudes, it's like so easy. I feel like dudes are like, yeah, I thought about not drinking soda anymore. I know. And now it doesn't really incentivize me. I was like, you. yeah, I'll do it later because it'll be really easy. Wait, friend, friend and I went through this this moment in college. What was oh. the sophomore year? Where we were like just eating tuna. Oh, that was a rough time. It was insane. Looking at pictures but of us from that time Rexy. is like... Not cute. We were like working out in between classes. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? At a theater school. We would like, like run in the morning and then like we would take go to class and then we would go run oh, in the that's middle insane. of the day. It was too much. Yeah, it, it was, was a lot. Much. In this just in just this effort to be skinny. Yeah. I mean, you're not eating and you're over exercising. We were eating a lot of tuna and protein shakes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was really. I also, bad. to my credit, I was. I've always been like a bigger guy, a kid, so like I was too thin, mm-hmm. but like I needed to do something. I needed uh, to be working out, and I just hadn't right. been. I just I went. No, like, I also too feel far. like the acting environment is one that kind of fosters people to be really intense about their appearance. It turns into this oh, like yeah. really competitive space. Yeah. And I remember we used to get measured like every semester just in case you got cast and they could start making your costumes really fast. And the girls in that costume department. They were snippy. I remember one time I came back and they were like, it looks like someone had a good Thanksgiving. Like, as oh, they were measuring wow. me, and I was like, must run and eat tuna. <laughs> like, you don't want to hear that, you know? Like, Well, and you can't help but, like, think, like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be, right? right. This is the image of what I'm supposed to look like. You right, know, well, and I feel like, like now we're in a time that is, I mean, while there's still a lot of pressure for people of all different sizes and backgrounds, there is a lot more representation of people that have different types of body shapes right. where you can look on television or you can, you know, shop in certain stores and find clothes that actually fit you mm-hmm. or see people that, like, <clears throat> come from all different shapes and sizes where you don't have as much pressure to change your body or at mm, least for right. me that's kind of how I felt. And also showing that if you're not skinny as a rail, you still might have a career. Yeah. Right. And, and right. that like There's and spaces for people who aren't 110 pounds. Right. And that health comes in all different shapes and sizes and that like there's not one specific look that means like you're going to be successful or you're beautiful or you're quote unquote healthy. Mm, right. um, and that's really changed my mind frame. But I definitely know that 
you know, when we were in college, so this is like, what, 2003? Yeah. The world was just very different in the way that we talked about bodies and health and, like, fitness and stuff. I feel like we really didn't talk about it in terms of, like, a holistic, diverse kind of, you know, Not even talking about, like, self-care and, like, meditation and, like, taking care of, like, your mental health. Those are things that I was not thinking about or being exposed to in college. And now I feel like it's something that we talk about a lot. Well, but that's part of the political climate as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is, it, is it just, or is it age? Is it just like we're mm, at that age where like, and there are, there are people that are in their 20s and that are still dealing with those things that might be performers and might not. I'm sure that they do. I just think that the culture is caught up to reality. Mm. Right. And I think we've gone far enough down that path where it's like, eat tuna and over-exercise and don't worry about where where that leaves you mentally and physically. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And we finally bounced back from that and said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not actually healthy. I'm I, like royally depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Not just but not just personally, the yeah. media is caught up to that. Mm. Or starting yeah. to has started to catch up to that's that. That's true. I do think what you were saying about the fact that our political climate is part of it too. As far as the personal mental health, I see conversation yeah. after conversation on every social media platform. Um, Where people are really stressed out by what's going on in the world. Yeah. So yeah. they're looking for more outlets to productively take care of themselves and give themselves a break, whether it's comedy or whether it's yoga or changing how you eat or Mm. working out or whatever it is. And just to take the time to acknowledge publicly that they're having a problem and that self-care is very important. Well, it's also just cool to think about, okay, we've all been friends for so long, we've been in a relationship for so long, that we've changed so much but still, like, stayed the same. Do you know what Mm. I mean? That, like, you can be friends with someone for a really long time, but, like, thank goodness we're not the same people we were 10 years ago that like we've evolved you know so in that way it's kind of nice that culture has evolved maybe not in all the right ways or in all the areas that I wish it had but I don't know the fact that the mental health conversation is happening more and more is something I feel really good about because I needed it when I was in college. Hey, hey, I have had a, I was talking to Adam, your best friend, who we were hanging out last night about my therapist and who I've had for a year. You know, um, Adam studied clinical psychology and like, so Adam was like giving me the run down. Adam Adam was letting me know. Adam has been my friend since fifth grade. He was asking me all these really pointed, acute questions about my therapy. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, you were like, I need to go ask my therapist some questions. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I brought in Adam this week. I'm gonna, you know, just take some notes. Um, oh, but one great. of the things we were talking about is that, like, um, as you're talking about how we've been friends and we've grown, your self-awareness changes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm so much more aware of myself now than I was before. I felt like, you know, five, ten years ago, I was kind of just wading through the world and kind of letting the world affect me. And now right. I'm like, oh, no. There are active choices that you make in life, and you actually have to plan for them and decide what you want. And you don't have to do that thing, or you do need to do this thing. That sounds so basic. I love hearing you say that because. Oh boy. (laughs) Let me. This is one way that the both of you are very, very similar. Patrick and Delon are very nice guys. Clearly, that's why I love both of you. But sometimes you don't 
put yourself first and you're very mm-hmm. quick to say yes or do things for people that you probably should just say no. And you're like, oh, but I want to help and I'm like a nice guy. Patrick is always telling me about like random strangers coming up to him and being like, hey, oh can you God. hold this for me? And Patrick oh being, God. and then I get stuck holding someone's baby. <laughs> and and then like, the police come and they're like, what's in that bag? And I'm like, I don't know. Somebody told like, me to hold Patrick, it. Patrick, say no. Just say no. Oh and then my God. say what's the I'll be like, what are you doing this week? And he's like, oh God, I'm doing this <laughs> oh. thing. Oh, for this person and I just like now I have to help them move to Alaska and I'm like why are you doing that you're like I don't know I'm just I'm so I'm so nice and I, did, I, I had, just I had I was on the street the other day I was just walking home some woman stops me she goes are you following me and you know how people say that if you run you cross paths yeah, yeah. more than once and in, if, in jest, you know right I thought so, and then she starts talking to me, and I'm so bad at ending conversations with strangers, and I don't know what it is about me, but people want to tell me everything <laughs> on the street for no reason. It's I the was, blazer. And then she starts telling me about her background. She's Irish, no, Scottish, and but she's black Scottish, and she did the 23andMe thing, and so that it proved that she was Scottish. A lot of people don't think she's Scottish. Whatever. I'm just like, okay, that's fantastic. And then finally, after maybe five solid minutes of this, I'm like, okay, have a great day. And I move on. She goes, "Okay, can I get a hug?" And I was, <laughs> she was drunk, but she looked clean. Uh, so listen, I was like, yeah, she was like is, outdoor but drinking. But here's the thing, though. And hold Why on, hold did on. He hug her. I don't know. <laughs> she, she wasn't dirty looking, so I was like, okay, fine. Okay, but she, tell us how the drunk. hug ended. <laughs> She so she hugs me and she leans in and she kisses my neck. Oh. It was the most disgusting feeling. I'm still mad about it. I'm kind of mad at her too. I actually shuddered a little bit because it's it's a gross <laughs> feeling when somebody's wet, beer, oh. slobbery lips are on your neck. I would like slowly walk away. I mean, she would probably follow me, but I would still talk to her. Here's what I don't understand: is someone a stranger says to you, "Can you give me a hug?" And your inclination was to hug her instead of being like, no, I'm I just good. Be a quick, That's what I you would You know, say. she was drunk. You know how people get super friendly and then yeah. suddenly you just hug. I mean, I hug people all the time. But is that like. You do? I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. give them a quick, like, friend hug. It's That's not true, super but intimate. Not, but this was not your friend. Well, this got really like, intimate. You're also not touchy-feely, <laughs> I'm so not I mean, touchy-feely. I remember, like, there was a couple of times before you guys started dating, I would come to visit <laughs> Fran in Florida from mm-hmm. Michigan, and I'd be like, oh my God. And Fran would give me like a little like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like a little golf pat hug, and I was yeah. like, "Would you hug me?" Yeah, I know, I get weird, but I mean, at the same time, I hug people, but not drunk. I, I hug all of the time, um, but not drunk strangers on the street. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It was a gross feeling. But do you feel like as I feel like a lot of my girlfriends wouldn't do that any, and wouldn't talk to people just because you're you a have woman. a different awareness as we, a woman, yeah, and like as, as men, we're kind of like I'm that's absolutely you know? a yeah. huge part of that's it. That's so a, true. Yeah. I'm a fairly young guy. I'm a big guy. I'm not like there's zero perceived danger right. in most of these interactions. I'm right. walking down the street and people are moving out my way because I'm 6'1 <laughs> and black, okay? Yeah. No, it's totally true. I mean, to the point that sometimes, I've had times where I've been on the train and I'm so used to like being in my space, having my headphones on, kind of like mean mugging so no one bothers me, that like if a guy starts looking at me, I'm like, ugh. With the big ass ring. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm right. just letting y'all know I'm not here for it. And I remember I more than once this has happened to me, I'm trying to curb it, where a guy will look at me and I will try to give him the look of like, please leave me the fuck alone. And then they come over and they're like, I'm a really big fan of your work. And, oh and then I have this <laughs> moment of, oh shit, I was just giving you the grossest face. But it's because when I first moved here, 
in Florida, it's so different. Like everybody in Florida is like very personable and friendly and they're like, hi, whatever. And so when I first moved to New York, I was saying hi to all sorts of people and realizing quickly that I was sending messages to people that I was not intending to send. So like mm. one time I was on the bus and this guy starts talking to me and I tell him I'm a graphic designer, I just moved to New York. And he's like, oh, I'm a rapper. Should have been my first okay. sign. Mm. He's like, I'm a rapper, I need someone to work on my CD. And I was like, oh, cool. I I could do that. Oh so my I, God, really? I know. I gave him my card, and oh again, lesson learned, my phone number used to be on my card, oh. and my email address used to be on my card. Neither are on there anymore. I got home, and he definitely sent me like shirtless pictures on my phone, you're, and I was you're like- You're lucky. You I, got out easy. Girl. I yeah. didn't have- Are you sure they're not, they weren't, are you, are I, you toning no, it down? I, no, they were Or were shir- they just shirtless? No, they were shirtless okay. pictures, and I was like, who the fuck, and it was like, the, you know, what's his name from the from the bus and I had this moment of like oh shit I'm not in Florida anymore mm-hmm. right where even just like smiling at someone on the street then suddenly they start following like I've had the experience where like a guy will be like what's up and I'm like not much and then he's like where are you going I'm like oh my god like I wasn't inviting you with me I was just trying to respond but then if you don't respond then they're like fuck you nappy headed bitch and I'm like oh my god <laughs> What? <laughs> Two seconds ago, yeah. you were like, hey, queen. <laughs> so I'm, I was a queen, and now I'm a nappy-headed bitch. Like, I walked down the street with my headphones on, just like, sometimes no music is even playing. I just want to give the appearance just like be blocked out. that I'm listening to music. So it's like, when you tell me about some lady, hey, are you following me? I just am like, no, I don't know you. I'm just trying to get to where I'm going. See, and I don't have that experience. Like, if someone, I was, I was hit on an H&M a couple weeks ago, and like, it was a dude hitting on I'm getting yeah. ready. Right? <laughs> uh, there was a dude hitting on me, and it's a different experience. Like, if an, for another man to come up to another man and be like, you're an attractive guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel it like takes it's a also, lot of balls. I was going to say, it's it, kind like, of risky, right? Absolutely. It's happened to me a couple times. I've never done it because I don't, I'm, I'm a eunuch. I don't have balls. So. Uh, <laughs> um, wait, you told but, me that you've done like the look. Oh yeah, there's a gay look thing. Like yeah. there's like if you're still yeah. staring. Explain like, it yeah. for the audience. Just so in case. it's like if you if you see somebody in public and you think a guy's attractive, you look at him, you make eye contact, mm-hmm. and if you linger longer than one normally lingers, you know that he's mm-hmm. gay or that he's interested. And then you like look away and give it a second. You look back. If he's still looking at you. It's a go. <laughs> it's gold. Uh, so somebody came up to you in H and M. Yeah, this really like you know older dude who's like super confident and like hit on me and stuff. And I was like, literally, I was sweating. Really? I was moist all over. Really? Because I was like, that never happens. But like. And I think walking down, I guess it would get annoying walking down the street if it's happening to you all the time. Because you, you'll be in like sweatpants and like a ratty t-shirt and a dude does not It doesn't care. matter. They well, will cat call you no matter what. The thing what. is too is I feel like the cat calling thing for dudes and women is not necessarily about like if a woman is attractive or not. It's like the chase. I, I mean, and it I, does, as shitty as it sounds, it does work on some people. Because I knew a girl in Miami who would always date the sketchiest guys. And I would be like, how did you meet this dude? She's like, well, I was walking down the street and he was in his car. And I was like, wait, what? Wow. You are the person that like the guy yelling out of his car, you're like, what? Hi, what's up? <laughs> so it it does work on some people, which is that's their business. Yeah, right, right. But when I'm just walking down the street, it is really uncomfortable to have to just deal with so many people. And again, 
uh, so often guys get really angry and like aggressive, and then there's all these scary stories about women not wanting getting to give their phone number, the getting stabbed on the train and shit, you know, yeah. because they don't want to give their number to some guy, or they like ask them to leave him alone, or they roll their eyes or something. So uh, that kind of is like looming in the back of your head. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. that would keep you away from the neck kissing scenario. <laughs> like that would give you a good. You would always leave a solid buffer. This one I forgot to mention that she had no teeth. Oh, oh my wow. god. Um I think that we should do one of our favorite new segments with our guest Delon. Um it is called You Must Be Draymond. Oh, Ooh. we're ready? Oh, I'm ready. Delon, this is what we do. We interpret the dreams of our listeners because we have somehow convinced people that we are experts. We're in amateur dream, dream experts. You're sitting in front of a microphone, obviously you're mm-hmm. an expert. Exactly. Yes, you on. get a microphone, a you're an expert in whatever it is you choose to talk yes. about. And now you have a microphone. And now I'm going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> you, now you are uh, an official amateur dream expert. If you would like to send us one of your dreams for us to help you figure out what is going on in that little brain of yours, you can email us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Go to sleep! Okay. (laughs) Okay, this one comes from Andy. He says, background, I started running seven months ago and recently completed my first marathon, and last night I was talking to a friend about how running has made me change my fashion style. The dream... I'm on the side of the road during a race cheering runners on as a spectator. I'm wearing heels, crop top, yes. and a tapered tuxedo pants. I'm male and have never worn either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I get it. Suddenly, Rachel Zoe is next to me and tells me, she's my boss for some reason, that she left a lot of cash in the car and she wants me to go get it for her. This is a very in-depth dream. It's pretty specific. Okay. Yeah. The car's across the road, so I run through the runners in heels and in parentheses, why did the gay cross the road? to get to the other side. He's got dreams and jokes. Yes. (laughs) I get to the other side, and I'm suddenly in a forest alone. I'm still looking for the cash, but Rachel and the runners are gone. I'm still looking for the money, but I end up climbing a tree because I suspect that the money is on top somewhere. Mm -hmm. Someone grabs my leg. It's a prisoner, or at very least a man in a prison jumpsuit. He's after the money. We struggle. I fall on him. I realize he's cute. We make out. Oh. Okay. The and then end. and then there's also an addendum here. It says, and scene, what the fuck? Cheska, before you say it, yes, I do eat meat and I have a great diet. The whole dream sounds whacked uh, or a take on Beyonce's six inch heels because I was literally working for the money in heels. Love the show. Love you guys. Okay. So I was going to say something about your diet because often what we eat influences our dreams. Really? Maybe that's why I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what are you dreaming about? <laughs> you don't even want to know. That's why he has a face mask. So you have been running a lot, but in this dream, you were cheering people on, which clearly means that you are somebody who really loves to support people in your life, and you're wearing heels because you wish that you were taller. And that's something that is an insecurity of yours. I wish I was a little bit taller. I, I wish, wish I was, was a baller. Come on, Pat. I wish I was a, had a girl in the hood. I would call her. I wish I had a... Exactly. Exactly. So you are wearing those heels mm-hmm. because 
there's some part of you, you're cheering other people on because you feel like you can support them, but you can't support yourself to reach the heights that you would like to reach. Where the money is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where that money is. Interesting. And that's why Rachel Zoe was there. Very interesting. Because she is telling you that you need to go after that money. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's significant that you're you're a runner, but you're wearing heels which are not conducive to running, mm-hmm. and you're crossing the path of all of these people who are actually running a race. Ooh. You know, it's interesting. You're not going the same direction as them. You're not Ooh. running with the crowd, so to speak, uh, and you're running in something that could be. Uh, could be stifling. You could break your ankle. Um, right. Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe. You're running maybe a little too fast. <laughs> I feel like it's it's part of that journey, right? Mm-hmm. You have to you have to be in six-inch heels. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to be in six-inch heels. You have to Jeez. run past a marathon of people. Mm-hmm. You have to go into a forest. You, you have to climb, climb a, tree. a tree. And then there'll be some man always there to distract you with all of his lust. Mm-hmm. But you can't be distracted yes. with you have to keep on going. I yes. think I think it's a metaphor, right, mm-hmm. for life. Yeah, and if yeah. somebody pulls you and if yeah. somebody does distract you, yeah. Make don't out with let them. them kiss you on the neck. I mean, he went full ma- I didn't make out with the woman, okay? I think that you know, you're going to have distractions in life, and that's why the guy was pulling at your little ankles. But guess what happened? You didn't get the money out of the tree because you let that guy distract you and make out with you. Yeah, the better question is, who is that guy? Mm-hmm. Let's label label that for yourself in this jailbird jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And, and he was a prisoner. I mean. Yeah, that means that there's somebody. Or you're the prisoner. You're a slave to the dick. Mm-hmm. That represents. <laughs> <laughs> I climb a tree for that dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay um so you're uh, a prisoner well he's making out with the prisoner so the prisoner represents his own his own prison mm. right the thing that's keeping him from getting the money at the top of the tree okay so his finances are shitty well <laughs> possibly but he was cute so i mean there's that so maybe, maybe it goes to like the allure of the comfortable life that's mm. keeping you from reaching your true potential that, that's nail head on yeah. it <laughs> And this also means that you need to find a hot accountant to help you get better with your money. He's actually at the top. If if this dream went differently mm-hmm. and you ignored the prisoner at the top, there would be an account. He's only mildly attractive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's reality, right? You like know, right. you know, it's not every accountant cannot be cute. You know, I, well, well, let me tell you. But you got the money. And, and, and comfort, you know? Yes. And that account and someone, will love you to death. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to say He's loyal. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm well, with it. you know what? I think, Andy, <laughs> you are on the path to success, even though there's going to be a lot of obstacles in your way. And I have a lot of faith in you. And listen to Rachel. Yes. Get that money, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rachel Zoe, she knows what's going on. She's got a line of clothes at QVC. She's worked with a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. She knows where the money is in the car across the street. Okay. So clearly, she is a positive influence in your life. So if you get an opportunity to work for Rachel Zoe, you should take it. <laughs> in summation. <laughs> you just keep going on. You're just like, I'll just keep talking. Work for Rachel Zoe. <laughs>
to I avoid love, prisoners. I love that all of our dream interpretations them. just go all over the place. <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, sure, it means this and this and this too. Well, some yeah. of it was like, I was interpreting for myself like it was my dream. I was like, oh, this means that I need, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to keep going. You yeah. know, don't, don't stop for that man. You and know? if you haven't worn heels before, maybe you should try. You know what? And you know heels what? Great. DeLon had a moment where he was wearing heels. I was, I had a couple, I have a couple music videos in some heels. Yeah. Yeah, ready? I mean, they're one of those things where, like, if you know that you can take them off, they're fun. You know what? My <laughs> friend Candy told me during one of the video shoots, I, they were killing my feet, and she was like, oh, don't take them off. She's like, once those things are on, you have to leave them on because your foot feet swell oh. when you take them off. Once they're on, they are on for the night. Oh, no, not me. Oh, okay. I'm definitely the type that will have a little baggie with some little flats in it. And then when the night is that's over. A New York, that's a New Yorker, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to wear heels all night long. Are you kidding me? I get to the event, I put my heels on, I look cute, and then I leave and I put my flats on. Yeah, I don't know why anyone wears heels. And you should do that in real life and in your dreams, Andy. Because that is how you are a responsible uh, owner of feet. Mm. You only have two. Mm. Take care of them, and they will take care of you. You know what? Get a foot rub. Oh, and get a a foot rub. Get Mm. a foot rub. I'm not doing it, but you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I just need, like, I need someone to be, like, they're beautiful. Inside and out. <laughs> Don't you worry. You need an accountant. You need that accountant to come and say, oh. I love your feet for your feet. If there are any accountant, gay accountants out there who love feet, you <laughs> you're going to get a lot of emails. Oh my gosh, I yes. live in Washington tonight. <laughs> yes, my please, email is. Please email us if you are an accountant who he can like treat your foot like a calculator. Just Ooh. Beep, 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 boop, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, boop. just like. God, that sounds like the least romantic <laughs> thing. <laughs> If you are new to our podcast, Florida Man is a segment where one of us, myself or Patrick, reads a number of headlines about Florida men or women, and then one of us has to guess which of the headlines is fake. We are not just shitting on Florida. We are actually real-life people of Florida, Patrick and I. And so today, since Delon is our guest, you are going to be tasked with guessing which one of these headlines about a Florida man is fake. But Delon... Since I haven't read these headlines and I don't know which one is fake. Oh, right. You don't. You're going to help? I'll help out. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Headline number one. Florida man attempts to buy donuts with drugs. Headline number two. Hold on. Hold on. See, the problem with that (laughs) is that a Florida man is not likely to part with his drugs for anything but more drugs and maybe a gun. Mm. So I have red flag there. Just, Just... as a point of reference. So Patrick is going to sidebars. Okay, I see how this works. Number two, Florida man crashes homemade helicopter into house. Mm, okay, well, I don't know about that one. Okay, we'll number three, Florida man proposes to sea turtle. <laughs> I like that one. I hope, that's, I hope that's true. Number four, Florida man watches nine-foot python eat his cat. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. See? Okay. Which of these headlines, Delon, is the fake headline? Only one. Drugs for donuts proposed to tortoise? Turtle? Uh, sea turtle. Sea turtle. Uh, the helicopter into a house? Helicopter into a house. Or the 
nine-foot python eating a cat. My a nine-foot python. And, like, that's, which is, that's a thing in Florida, which right? Is like, a having, yes. like, reptiles in your casa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't say casa because I was gonna there are be a like, lot look of at you. Spanish speakers in Florida, but... I would be okay with it. Yo hablo Yes! Looking for an accountant that Ready? also speaks Spanish. <laughs> Ready, accountants? <laughs> okay, which... Florida, man, you're not doing a good job of helping our guests. I think, I, I mean, my inclination is, is um, letter A. Okay. Uh, the drugs, not only based on Pat's assessment, but the others seem like so ridiculous mm -hmm. that they actually could happen, and mm -hmm. that one is a little more tame than the rest. I don't okay. think Fran would make up the helicopter flown into a house, because okay. that mm. just doesn't seem like her style. Mm. It's also so mundane that it doesn't sound like a, like a Fran well, idea. Well, what would be yeah, your, so, so... Delon's picking the donuts for drugs. Yeah. Patrick, which one are you picking? I think I think you are likely to have created either the first one, but I think you would create the sea turtle one. Mm -hmm. A man proposing to a sea turtle. That mm -hmm. sounds like things that would come into your head. Wow, really? That's really actually that's a good assessment, Pat. I think uh, that's half this game is like how changing? well do you know your wife? Are you changing? That's like that is <laughs> half this game. It really is. Are you so wait, are you changing your answer? Well we had two. No, he has one no. okay. and I have another one. Um that's A for okay. two. $200. Okay. The correct answer is Florida man proposes to sea turtle. Oh, wow. I know you my know, wife. What can I say? Wife. Yeah, you know your I love, wife. I love sea turtles and I love proposal. <laughs> 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 um, so you did not win Florida man, but um, the good news is, is there was no prize. So <laughs> I thought it was this plant. Oh, I can't. Not, you better you not, do not touch, get our office do not touch the plant. <laughs> Fran is still busy killing this plant. <laughs> no, She's not done killing you it. You need to name this plant. Fran bought me a plant for oh, uh, as a right. present for my, and Cynthia is soaring. Let yes. me say yes. Cynthia. It's a money tree. Is, it's a money tree. And like, it was at my hip. Now it's like at my nip. <laughs> and so it is like. From hip to nip. A hip to nip. It's like growing toward the sun. It's so beautiful. But name this bad boy. Mm, I mean, you know. That's that's well, see, I'm always, I'm afraid it. I'm going to, after Fran killed a, a good portion of my plants. That is not I'm, true. Now I just don't name them. It's like, I, I might name it Beloved. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you are, I don't want to get too attached. You are such a jerk. When you start talking about plants and like Old furniture, and oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to buy a desk. You hear me? I have been shopping on Parimon for months. As long as you don't start looking on Craigslist, then... I'm telling you, Craigslist is the spot. Oh. Craigslist is like deep, though. I know. It's like get it's not quality. You like you have to search for. No, that's ever. the only. That's the, but that's the only way you get good quality. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, this motherfucker has bought plants on Craigslist. <laughs> that's where okay. I got that ponytail bomb. <laughs> That was a rescue, okay? It, a re it came from a Trump hotel originally. And oh, I so took it was it a in. real rescue. It was an actual you rescue. Did. They yes, should have paid you die. to take that damn yes. I was like taking plants in need. It's like, it was like, um, I was like the professor in uh, American History X. I like taught him, you know what I mean? I taught like, him how mm, to be a good plant. I, I changed, it's ideology, it was not, it was not doing well. He it was, was going white, down the wrong he path. He was a white supremacist. He was, he was, he was a Trump bomb. Oh, God. Well, mm. 
I have to say, this was a fantastical <laughs> episode. Delon, I love you so much. I love you. you are such a delight. Thank you. It's and been fantastic. And so cool Thank you guys for having to me. have you on the podcast. Please tell people where they can see you and find you on the internet because you're so wonderful. I'm sure you're going to have lots of fans and uh, lots of interested uh, accountants. accountants. We can you make know, that I'm happen. ready to be booed up and down. Yes. So. <laughs> this put is a dating the, service. Is what it is. This is a dating app. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we will tweet out a very handsome photo of Delon so that people can know after they fall in love with your voice, mm. um, like who you is, and then you know maybe slide up in your DMs. You never hey, know. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I am in the Broadway show Come From Away, which is at the Schoenfeld Theater. Uh, we play eight times a week, Tuesday through Sunday. It's an awesome show. I can't say enough about it. Um, you can find me on Instagram at thedelon.com. That's uh, T-H-E-D-E-L-O-N-D-O-T-C-O-M and Twitter is the same thing. And Delon is a fantastic photographer. So. Oh yeah, and you can find my photography at DelonPhotography.com. Amazing. Well, thank you again. This was wonderful. If you would like to email us, you can do so at LMB podcast at gmail.com you can also tweet us using the hashtag last name basis to let us know what you thought of this week's show or you can tweet us individually at Chaska Lee at tie optional and let us know what you thought of the show and do not forget we are doing a live show here at Brick on November 21st we are super excited we want to see you if you That's are in right. New York we are going to have a last name basis a cocktail we are going to have a special guest who will be announced uh, very soon it's going to be so so fun um, we can't wait to meet you and mingle and just have a great first live show. Anything else, Pat? That's it. I can't wait for this live show. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes if you have a minute because every uh, star and commentary counts. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Millette, and our videographer is Curtis Boone, and our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org radio. It's our anniversary. Figure out what it is. Put it on the calendar. Anniversary. Come on, Patrick. It's our anniversary. Come on, Patrick. Remember we started singing Pippi Longstocking randomly the other day? Do you remember that? You were, I mean, well, you're always like peripheral. Because it's the two of us going, There's no room for me. You guys are barely in harmony. Throwing a third in on top of that. Don't even act like you know what you're talking about. I hate you.